It's timely. It's insightful. It's motivating. It's empowering. It's time with Fred, your inspirational broadcast with host Fred Gaddy. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Time with Fred podcast. This is a podcast that challenges paradigms and mindsets that hold us back. I have with me a very special guest who joins us via Zoom from Washington State, Seattle, in the person of Denise Wester. Denise has a very powerful story about overcoming life challenges and how her own story led her to where she is today. And she shares very um, openly and freely um, some of these powerful lessons to our, to our audience and our listeners. So Denise, uh, thank you for coming on the podcast today. Well, thank you so much for having me, Fred. I am so looking forward to our conversation. I am too. Denise, you, you have a theme and you call that busting through. And I've listened to your story and it's such a powerful story, but you share a story about overcoming some of these challenges that, that we all are bound to face or we all go through, right? But in your case, you didn't allow that experience to define you. You're able to, to navigate those challenges and you're able to turn those around and today you, you share your story with the, with the world. Can you take us back a little bit, Denise, and, and give us an inside scoop about, about what busting through is? What are we busting through here? Really? <laughs> yes, well, I was raised in a very restricted religion, not knowing who I was or had a uh, able to just feeling like I was never doing it right, never doing enough and always feeling judged. I later left the religion as an adult when I got married at 19. And then um, years later, four children found myself divorced, bankrupt, and a welfare mother with four children and moved 12 times in one year, not knowing, making so many bad decisions and so many wrong turns. And I finally just settled in, got myself a job, and then had this job for 18 years. And I was found myself in a severe car accident, took two years of rehabilitation and um, busting through the pain body and getting beyond that. And then just, you know, life, you know, multiple job pivots. I realized I've been laid off from four different jobs and just being able to pivot out of all these different things. I came up with some methods and strategies that have worked for me and I wrote them in my book, busting through, and it's a journaling workbook to help you discover your personal power and get courageous to find what you want and take action on your life. Now you just shared, gosh, how many years of experience there in yes. just about a minute or so, but I, I want yes. to unpack this a little bit. Uh, because yes. You have a very powerful story, especially going through, you know, some of these challenges, whether it's welfare or whatever, life happens, right? And I know, yes. I've heard of people who, you know, may just get stuck, right? Whether it's it's mm -hmm. that mindset or whether it's a situation and they just can't seem to get out of that. And, and let's go back to your, what was it that, um, and, and I know this may be, you know, an, an issue of being vulnerable here, but you, you, how were you able to get out of that well, welfare experience? Well, first of all, what led you into that and how did you navigate? Yeah, you know, being on welfare at the time, I was so ashamed of being on welfare. I was so, um, you know, I just had this mindset that I, you know, I did not want to be on welfare. This is like really was really, really hard for me to um, go and, and apply and do it. But I was in a state where I needed to support my children, um, give up, you know, provide for them. But when I ended up 
you know, after moving 12 times, I ended up back here in my hometown and a really bad, you know, rental, all that I could afford. It was just horrible. But, you know, I was grateful for it because it was a roof over my head. And I finally was like, I'm done moving around. This is where we're going to be. We're going to get settled into a routine. So a couple of weeks after, you know, into a routine, settled in, I call the welfare office and I'm like, okay, you know, I am ready to get a job. What kind of program do you have to get us, get us back on track? You know, does you have something that you could help me get an education, you know, and, and help me with childcare, et cetera. And she's like, well, do you have somebody to watch the kids? And it's like, no, do you have an education? No. And she's like, well, you are exactly what welfare is for, where you should be. We don't have any programs to help you other than, you know, the welfare assistance program click. And I just still remember that feeling of being so dismissed, so pigeonholed, just so put in a box. And this is where you're going to be. And this is where you're going to stay. And this is where you should be happy with, you know, and I was just got off the phone. and was like, no, no, this is not what I want to be. I was raised from a wealth. My mother was a welfare mother and she always, the reason she could never do anything is because, oh, I'm on a fixed income. I'm on a fixed income. And I did not want that to be my message that this is where I'm stopping in life, you know, Um, to my kids. I didn't want that to be the message to them. And so I just kept taking action on any kind of inspiration. I got um, a newspaper subscription from my aunt when I was there and she, I was reading the newspaper one day and there was a program at the local college for, it was called a women in transition program. And it was every Saturday and they took care of the daycare. So I went there and there's other women there. And we just were a great supportive community. Uh, They were other women like me who were welfare. There were women who were in hiding um, because they had domestic abuse, women who were older, never worked a day in their life and all suddenly found themselves divorced and and, you know, just all these situations. And we gathered together as a community and just really support each other. And the college gave us tools and support and great, you know, information so we could grow. And it was so empowering. And that's kind of what I want to do for my readers in the book is empower you and to be able to discover yourself. And being on welfare, you know, it was so empowering to see a picture of out getting out of it, a way of getting out of it. And the, the school, that college helped me get my kids, my younger two, into the um, uh, uh, Head Start program, which is a pre, pre-K program. And through that, I found out there was a click out program for welfare too. So I got a job and I slowly was able to click out of um, being on welfare and, and getting assistance with a job. But it was such a mindset change at the very, very beginning from shame to yes. empowerment. And that is a, inter- a great journey. And it's something, a lesson that I really wanted everybody to be able to share that and grow and learn that you're not stuck. You, you, if you are find yourself in a financial situation, there are tools and programs out there. And that doesn't mean that's it. Yeah. Uh, that does not mean that is your stuff where everything stops for you. Yeah. It means, okay, this is where I am right now. Let's make a plan for getting out of it, yeah. you know, and sometimes you have to take a moment. And um, like I said, I had to take some time to get my kids regrouped. We had to get ourselves in a schedule and um, you know, I didn't have a stick of furniture. I did nothing, but it was a process. And I kind of just took that time to be grateful 
for having my kids all together and we're creating our new family unit. And then we made a plan. I made a plan and a strategy and, and took action on, on opportunities yes. to get me out of that. I, I like, I like the fact, uh, Denise, that you, you mentioned that you had to act on it because you had every reason. I mean, when you called that office and they give you all the valid reasons, I might add, why you should stay in that program. You didn't have an education, you didn't have a job, you had to stay where you are. But that was not, you're not satisfied with that. And I think that really fits into the theme of this podcast because what we're doing here week after week, guest after guest, after guest is to challenge those paradigms and the mindsets that hold us back, right? So what are their you know, whether they are expert opinion or systems or whatever it is that tends to keep us down. You wanted more out of that. Why didn't you take that as face value when that caller on the other side or whoever you're talking to told you, you know, this is this is all there is to it, right? To say this is what your fate should be. Why didn't you take that at, at face value? Why did you still challenge that mindset, so to speak, and, 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 and want more? Yeah, you know, and because like I said, I was raised by a welfare mother and she stayed on welfare and she used it as a place of staying stuck. And I just saw that, you know, uh, as, you know, where she used it as an excuse to never grow, never take any action on anything. And my, I remember my brother one time wanted to go to a school to be an architect. And she's like, I'm a welfare. How can we do that? She didn't say, hey, that's great. You're want to be an architect. Let's figure out a way to do it. She's like, no, she shut the whole idea down and it totally deflated him. I remember seeing that look on his face. I remember seeing him lose all of his, his drive and passion. And I did not want that kind of action to ever come from me towards my children. Yeah, it's, it's so important to, um, you know, look back on, reflect on those things. And, and I see where my mother um, where she came from with that, you know, that was her life and her journey. And I wanted to make sure that that was not mine. And for my children, I wanted that to stop. And I wanted them to follow their curiosity and, and take action on their vision and their goals too. Absolutely. Uh, Denise, you, you, you hit the nail right on the head there and, and your book, so aptly called busting through, right. And it, and I know it takes a lot of courage sometimes to be able to go against some of the well, well-intentioned, right? Opinion of you, whether it's friends or family or, or people we love and trust. And I have this friend who went through a similar situation, you know, left, he was the only person in his family to go to college. And I remember he had to leave his state and go to Washington DC to go to, 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 to find a job. And he explained how that process of removing himself from family and friends and the society that had so that he had so become accustomed to was a very painful process he even shared that he was ostracized and didn't you know they 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 didn't like the fact that he was he was breaking away from that and he said it took a lot of courage and now you know he's very happy he has a great job and, and he's doing so well and he speaks to how that process of moving away from from that or breaking away from that status quo it can be a very courageous act right um and you find a lot of people who get stuck because they don't have that courage to be able to break free or, or, or break away from that just for the same reasons how easy was it for you in your case where your mom had gone through this experience and, and you wanted something very different did you face any opposition at all from either society friends family when you're with your drive or desire to break away from that and to finding a meaningful life, making a meaningful life for you and your, and your kids? 
Well, at that time, I was, I felt very, very alone. And that's where journaling really became a, a, a guiding principle for my life to really get in touch with and get clarity on what I wanted in life. And that's why my book is a journaling workbook, because it was such a strong tool for me to get clarity. And I highly recommend it. And that was what I used at that time to get clarity on what I wanted. Because as I said, I was raised in a very restrictive religion. And so I had no tools. I had no clarity on what I wanted. I was never able to dream. So finally, for me, at that time, when I found myself alone, a single mother, I had an opportunity to find out what did Denise want? And what did I really believe? And what am I finally able to dream? I'm finally able to take action. And it was hard. That is really hard. And it's not to say, oh, I got courageous and I took action. And it just happened. It's not like that. I mean, what happened is I had to, with the journaling, I had to start listening to that voice inside that has been squashed down for my entire life. And my entire life as a, as a daughter and my entire life at that point, I was probably, I think I was 25, 26, something like that. And um, married to somebody that was the same way. It's like, and towards me. And so I finally had an opportunity to listen to what Denise wanted. And that can be really hard. And that's why journaling helped me get clarity of that. I just having conversations with myself and unpacking that. And the courage came from the little, little steps that I made, like I said, I took that, I said yes to going to that women's empowerment course, you know, and just like, and just being around all those people and beating off of that energy. And it's like, and seeing the steps that they made and seeing that some of those ladies had it so much harder than I have. Some of them were in those abusive relationships and you're just heart blood for them. And you see how they took action to get out of those situations. And it just empowered you. It's like, Hey, I can, I can do, I can take little steps too. And so that is how you get courage because you've got to recognize your wins. And I recognize my wins at the time. It's like, I was doing this. I was a single mother for children. I was doing this every single day. And I had a goal of wanting a better life for my kids. And that really drove me and just started making plans and taking little steps towards them. There is often this misconception, Denise, that, um, which of course have been popularized by, you know, was positive thinking, which, which there's nothing wrong. I, I love positive thinking. I, I have a lot of mm-hmm. books and I've read, I have a lot of authors who um, espouse those views. But the point I'm trying to make here is that there is, we, we've, society has kind of painted this picture that the moment you, you know, you, you step out and, you know, you, you put one foot in front of the other, you start, you know, every, that everything becomes so easy. But what we fail to address um, are the challenges, right, that, um, that, that, we, that, that, that are part of this process. It's not just easy to, to, to say this is what you want and you go out there and it's waiting for you. You have to go through some, some painful experiences, the sweat, the pain, the tears, and the so many experiences from guests who've shared how their experiences were fraught with some of these challenges but those challenges aren't meant to stop us and you you talk about journaling and listening to that inner voice and and, and they're part of the process is to drown out some of those other voices rather right? the naysayers and all these other voices are telling yes. why we can't and listen to that in voice, which is why i've always said that you got to be careful who you let into 
the inner circle, right? And that inner circle could be, some of those voices could be our own negative voices, right? Um, but but saboteur voices that, that tell us or that gives us all the reasons why um, we can't do something, but but it's important as you rightly rightly said. Were there instances where you you, you had self-doubt? Were there some of those saboteur voices in your own mind that, that that told you that you couldn't you couldn't do it? And how do you drown out those voices? What how did you tune those out? Yeah, you know, it's like you self-doubt, you know, because you're just still learning to at that time I was still just so I was just a, a, an adult mother that was still just, like I said, finding herself. And so, you know, I was still make, been making mistakes and I just, I don't know how I did it. Really. I think back and I'm like, how did I do this? <laughs> you know, I just was so determined to just make a better life for my kids. Um, and for myself, I just, I just knew I could do it. Um, but it was just a day by day. And, and, you know, you make what the thing is, though, you with mistakes, I guess I always look at it and I write about this in my book, aren't mistakes in that you just they're learning experiences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got to learn. It's like, OK, live, my motto is live it, learn it. OK, mm-hmm. this I did this wrong. This did not go as I planned. What do I learn from it? You know, and just take, take make some takeaways from it. Don't beat yourself up. And I mean, that's why when my ex-husband and I, we lost in our business is like, he went down the road of just, you know, the shame of going through a bankruptcy and losing his business. And he just never turned himself around from that. Here was a guy we, you know, had made really good money. We had a successful business, but he couldn't see himself outside of that, that he has a big failure with this bankruptcy. I didn't look at it that way. I looked at it as like, okay, I, I learned what happened, what went wrong in the business. And I learned from it. And I was never afraid of the, or the shame of the bankruptcy. I just thought it was a lesson. But he took it as shame and never recovered from that. Yeah, never recovered from that. So to me, that was always a lesson. You learn your lessons and move forward with them as learning experiences. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that part of it, um, I would say, and this is not a, a gender thing, but it's, we males just don't tend to manage those types of emotional situations well. I, I share the story. I was listening to this guy who had lost his job and was being interviewed, and he had made a statement that losing his job felt like the end of the world, right? There was nothing else to live for, and he, he felt like, 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 like that was it. And I, I think it's just the pride in knowing that, you know, as a breadwinner provider, you know, that significant part of your life's taken away and we just seem can't seem to to recover. And that's why we tend to mask the way we feel. We're not as vulnerable because society judges us based on based on some of those things. And so I'd I'd imagine that um, you know, and, and and a lot of men are coming out now, embracing their vulnerability and saying it's it's okay not to be okay, right? It's okay to right. to, to be vulnerable because it's life happens. We all at one point, and I'm going to have to face some of these challenging difficulties, and we shouldn't allow those to define us. And um, like you exactly. right, you're able to, um, you know, you you got a, a different perspective out of that, and and, and that kind of helped you now. So moving away from from the welfare situation, you ended up finding a great job in real estate. Can you sh- share how that happened and and the feeling that came with finally getting what you wanted, breaking away from that 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 sh- that mindset and 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 finding finally that that liberty, if you will, or that, that yeah. freedom. 
I was in a fantastic job. It's actually was in the food service business and I was in sales and products and services sales. And and it just, um, so happy there. I was on a drive just to just drove in. And and then I was in that car accident, a severe car accident. And I just remember sitting in that car after the accident came and I was just thinking, I was so grateful for, I was alive because it was a very high impact accident. And I was just, I couldn't feel my arms or feet legs were just quivering and people were holding me as I was shaking. And I just kept thinking it's all over with, you know, everything I dreamed of with this job, it's, it's done. You know, I, it just came crashing down on me and it was a painful, painful, painful journey of recovery because the pain it just weakens you mentally along with physically and then just not knowing that it was going to get better. I had two years of physical therapy and I was not getting better. I was going through, you know, pain clinics and medication and tens units and shots and on, you know, talking to surgeons about doc, you know, and stuff like that. And, and I wasn't getting any better. The doctors would all talk to each other. It's like, you're not getting any better. And finally I, I went to this new doctor. He's like, well, you have two choices. You can keep managing the pain the way you have been with the the medication and stuff, which is not, it wasn't managing it. It was just pretty much tuning my brain out and, or you can get stronger. And I was like, stronger. What? Nobody's talked about that before. What? Tell me more about this. Well, you know, you just, you, your muscles were ripped to shreds and and now you just got to build them back up and to hold that body together and help with the pain. I immediately left that doctor, went to the gym, hired a personal trainer And I was so fortunate that I hired somebody that was knowledgeable in trauma and she saved my life. She, she, you know, she went out to my car, readjusted my seat, readjusted my headrest. She, you know, it's like when we walked to the gym, she's like, you cannot use this machine. You cannot do this. You cannot do this. We're just going to have you just walk on the treadmill for a little while, you know, and that was the most painful thing in the whole wide world just to walk on the treadmill, put one foot in front of the other. My whole body was just burning. But I slowly, I did it every single day after work. I did it every single day and I started feeling better. And that just to seeing some results finally and getting stronger, taking control of my recovery was so empowering. And finally seeing that, okay, I can get better. This is not it. This is not going to be living with this pain for the rest of my life. Even though the doctors kept saying there's a new norm, and I just was talking to somebody about this. It's like, well, are you pain free now? And I realized, no, I'm not. Um, but this is my. And the doctors kept telling me they, my bar is raised for the new normal, but I'm stronger. I mean, I, I do yoga, I teach spin, I bicycle. You know, I feel the stronger that I ever have in my life. But it's just taking control of it and. And um, that was a really, really hard journey, and I call it the pain body. Because it, it the, the the mind getting the mind wrapped around, um, you know, the physical and getting beyond it, it's hard. It was it's really 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 hard. So anybody that's gone through any kind of you know medical situation, you know, it, it's a really tough journey. And but you got to keep an eye on the prize, pretty much. And that's why journaling helped me so much. What I just did every single day, I just had a separate journal for my pain body. And I would just write in it and write in it and write in what I was actually feeling. Cause I didn't want to talk about it. 
my friends and family, I did not want my pain body to be, this is Denise, she's uh, recovered from a motor vehicle accident. I didn't want to be that might be my story. Um, so I just wrote about it and wrote about it and just like purged it. And I was like, knew I would never read that journal ever, ever again. I just wrote and moved forward, just wrote and moved forward. I got rid of it. And I just kind of put, put it all behind me. And, um, and that was, I said, like I said, it's just was a, a powerful, powerful tool for me to get clarity and get, get beyond the pain. Yeah. And, and life gave you another reason, Denise, to, 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 to give up, right? Life, life dealt you another blow um, with the accident, not, not a pleasant experience I'd imagine, but you refused to, to give up. You, you sought a coach and you did everything you could. And, and here you are telling your story. Another powerful testament to the fact that life again is going to happen to us, you know, not one time, not twice. It's, but we just got to keep moving. We just got to have that resolve and that determination to keep doing everything we can uh, to overcome whatever obstacle and, uh, and challenges um, we, we experience. Now, Denise, what are some of the lessons that you share in your in your book, Busting Through? Any any lessons there um, that you wanna you wanna you talk to us about? Oh, there's so many little golden nuggets in my book, and I I share you know the power of being present, mm-hmm. the being grateful. Um, like I talked about you know in my story that I just mentioned that I was just grateful for that moldy little house that I was in, um, even though it was a moldy little house, I didn't you know. I, I was grateful that I had a roof over my head mm. and, you know, with my accident, I was grateful that finally I found a person that helped me see myself out of that. So to me, gratitude is a huge tool and affirmations to me are, are a very, very important tool in that you to change that mindset, to change that story, those change those negative words going on to your head. Let's talk I, about gratitude there. Yes, uh, please uh, do. Yeah. For a little bit, because you, 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 you made it, you made it such a powerful, you know, thanking, uh, being thankful for, um, you know, that, 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 that house, which was not, was not ideal. And, and we, we all go through life again. Um, I may sound like a broken record here again, uh, but we, 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 we love to hate, right? We we don't want this. We we we're we're we have so many reasons to to loathe the situation in which we're in. We hate it, but why is it important um, for us to to be thankful um, for for where we are? I mean, to be thankful for the little things, Denise, because I again I've had psychologists on this on this podcast who've talked about the power of of being grateful, right, for mm-hmm. even the little things and life has become some sort of automatic we go to bed and we assume we're going to wake up we assume our bodies body organs are going to be functioning and those are some of the things for me that i have to pause and and be thankful for and name the very little things right counting your blessings why is it such an important thing to to pause and to be grateful Yes. You know, to me, grateful gratitude and all the other methods I put in my book, it's all boils down to is changing your vibration. Mm. You got to shifting that vibration. Hate's not going to bring about love. Mm. You know, it's like, and, you know, being, you know, sad, it's not going to bring around happiness. So you just got to shift your vibration. Yes. Life does happen. Mm. There is things that happen in your, you know, I've, you know, been laid off from four different jobs, the accident, the divorce, the, the religion and welfare, it's life. It's how you manage that. And it's like the methods and things I have in my book and by gratitude and all that, it doesn't mean that things aren't going to happen anymore. It means that you have 
can take control. You change your vibration on how you deal with it and how you can overcome it. And it doesn't mean it's going to take you down. And you're, it means that you shift out of it in that, you know, when I had my car accident, I was grateful I had nobody in my back seat. Mm. I was so grateful that my kid, I wasn't on a trip with my kids in the back seat. I was just going to work. You got to, you know, start looking at things that way yeah. instead of with hate or with why me, you know, I have a saying I put in my book, if you pop a tire you're not going to get rid of your whole car. You're going to replace that tire mm -hmm. and keep going. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. so it's just, you got to change and shift your perspective because it's just going to change that vibration to bring you joy, bring you more of what you want from life, bring you peace and get you going in the direction you want to go. I love that. I love that. Maybe one or two more lessons there from your book, uh, Denise. Well, yeah, you know, that's why I talked a little bit. I touched on affirmations. Affirmations kind of help you. A lot of people will just like, oh, buy a card, a deck of cards, and they have affirmations on it and pull one. It's like, okay, boom, I'll read it. And that's it. I want people to supercharge your affirmations because what affirmations do is reprogram those negative things that we've been planted in there from our childhood. You know, you're ugly, you're not good enough, you're stupid. You know, you can't do this. You can't do that. You know, you're not a good reader. You're not a good writer. I mean, I said all those things before I wrote my book. And that's before I said, we all have those things going on in our head from our childhood that we have to shift out of. And the way to do that is with affirmations, but just not getting a card and say, reading it, you are beautiful or you are smart and then putting it down. No, you got to supercharge it by feeling it mm -hmm. and believing it. And I, I think, too, saying it loud so you're hearing it, I want everybody to put their senses in their affirmations to supercharge them because so that it can really get it into your body and believe it and believe that you're smart, believe you're creative, believe you can do what you want to do. And to do that, you need to really reprogram all that stuff that has been programmed in your mind yeah. from a childhood that tells you you can't yeah because it's the power of the subconscious right whatever you feed that subconscious mind it's 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 going to believe it it's subconscious mind doesn't know the difference yeah. between what's real and what's fictional whatever you feed that is is what your mind's going to believe and um and and go to work on this is that this is so good um Denise, there's, there's, there's someone watching or there's someone listening to us right now who, you know, may, may, may be in the in the darkest moment. They may be on welfare. They may be stuck. They may be, you know, they may have been dealt a significant blow in life. And the temptation for them would be to stay stuck right now for them. Mm -hmm. They just don't have any, any, any courage at all to bust through. They don't have anyone to talk to and their negative voices are, are weighing, you know, that positive. They're just stuck. I want you to speak to that person, um, Denise, who's listening to you right now, who may be dealing with one or, or many life challenges and really just doesn't know how to, how to get it, get off. Yeah. I get it. I was there and there's a lot of people out there and that's why I'm here to support that, you know, in that you are not alone. You are not, you don't need to stay stuck. And the way to start doing that is listening to that voice inside of yourself. As I touched on earlier, you've got to listen to what you want. You've got to really and bring that voice forward in by getting out a piece of paper, getting out of a book and start writing it down. Start being honest with yourself. Nobody's going to read this. It's all about what you want and start just dumping it, uh, everything out in your brain, just writing, writing, writing. 
and you'll get such clarity. And all of a sudden you're like, wow, I never even realized I wanted to do this. I never even realized I had this story in me. And so start just letting it go. And if you have a story that keeps coming up, that's like a, 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 a experience with a person that you just feel like just brings out hate or resentment, take a separate piece of paper and write that story out. Write that whole story out, write out about the feelings, write out the whole story, everything that happened from start to finish, write it all out, take it, roll it up and say out loud, I am done with this story. You have no control over me anymore. I am not going to allow you to take control of my life anymore. And I want you to take that piece of paper I want you to take that story. And if you can safely burn it, I call this the wall exercise and because you're, you're breaking down the walls with after And yeah, I want you to then say, I am powerful. I can do this. I am strong. I am creating whatever affirmation that you need. That's going to counteract that story that you just wrote out. And I want you to burn or if you have a shredder or a fireplace or a barbecue grill someplace safely that you can just destroy that story, get rid of it, put it behind you. It's done. It's so powerful a way to just do this exercise to get beyond and move forward. And then on another piece of paper, back to your journal, I want you to data dump everything that you want to do with your life, every vision. And it is, just don't bring in, like, oh, I can't because of money. I can't because of this. There's no, I can't. You could have anything you wanted. You can be anywhere and do anything. Just start writing it. Start dreaming. Start being curious. I want everybody to start being curious and saying yes to yourself. And just, just do it as an exercise to be fun, to see what comes out. And then to go through and look at it, it's like, Yes, this one, you know, I do want to write a book. Hey, I'm going to start doing this. I met somebody on social media. I just heard, listen to podcasts that wrote a book. I'm going to reach out to them and ask them how they did that. So just start taking little action steps towards your curiosity. I love that. And if there's one thing that you just said, Janice, that just stuck with me, that will stick with me is saying yes to yourself right? Mm -hmm. Saying years, because sometimes you just got to learn to encourage yourself, right? There's going to be all the reasons why, um, you know, you're going to hear why you're not worth it, why you can't, but say, give yourself a chance, say yes, yes. to yourself. Sometimes you just got to be your own cheerleader, pat yourself on the back. And there's nothing prideful about this. It's really just saying, look, this is my life and I've got to take responsibility for it. Nobody's going to do it for you. Nobody's going to do it for you. Nobody's going to do it for you. It's your, 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 it's your life. Live it. Thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Janice, for sharing your powerful story with us and challenging us to see ourselves and, and to you as well for, for saying yes to yourself and challenging some of those paradigms and mindsets that could have held you back. Yeah. With your book and, you know, teaching other people to do it. And that's really what this is all about. And I trust that, this has been uh, uh, a great lesson for you as much as it has for me. I mean, sometimes I'm sitting here asking all the questions, but I, I, I get to hear it all. And, and I trust that you're getting something good out. And if you are, and if you have, we ask that you visit, visit our iTunes page, leave us a positive review. That's really how this gets up. We don't charge our guests for it. I don't get paid for it. This is really all about you. And so if you've been blessed or you've gotten something good out of it, um, definitely do that. Uh, Denise, is there, do you have a website or how can folks get um, a copy of your book or if they want to get yes. in touch with you? 
my book is on Amazon and I am on Facebook, Denise Wester and Instagram, Denise R. Wester. And I do have a website and the links are there on my social media. It's denisewester.com. And I also, if you buy my book, I want you to email me at pr at denisewester.com because I have a very private, closed off Facebook group just for my readers so I can continue to support. Like I want to do that was done for me. Like I said, when I went to that women's transition program, I want to continue to support my readers with more journaling support. I want to build that community to keep supporting my readers. So you can join that Facebook group. Paying it forward. Thank you so much, Denise, for your commentary and for all you're doing to help other people overcome their own challenges as well. Yes. Um, Thank you again for for doing this. Yes. And to your listeners, thanks for tuning in. And until next time, when we come your way with another episode. Thanks again and stay well. Thank you.